What's up? You are now listening to the Next Level Confident Podcast with Janelle and A. If you are ready to challenge your previous ways of thinking and take action on the bold, purpose-driven life you were created for, you'll want to keep listening. On the show, we will vulnerably discuss finding your purpose in life, strengthening your mindset, building quality relationships, and prioritizing your health. I hope you're as excited as I am. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Next Level Competent Podcast. Today on the show, I have with me Janelle Lene. Janelle Lene, how are you feeling today? Oh my gosh, so great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's so great to be here. Okay, just joking. I'm the only one on here. Um, and it's just me today because I wanted to talk about a topic that is sexy and scandalous and oh, so fun to talk about. Debt, baby. Oh, yeah. Woo. Yeah. I can hear you cheering right now. I can hear you clapping. I was actually at a, um, <laughs> a woman's, I don't know, like networking meetup today. And they had everyone stand up and share their celebrations, right? And so, like, there was a lot of celebrations. They got hoops and hollers. And I stood up and I was like, I'm getting debt free, baby. Me and my husband going through Financial Peace University. It was crickets. No one was like, who was talking about debt? But then, of course, numerous women came up to me after and were like, oh, that's so cool. You have to let me know how it goes. Like, I want to know more about that. It's such an interesting topic. And by interesting topic, I know what we all mean. It's a scary topic to talk about debt. Um, No one really talks about it. In fact, I've never even talked about it openly. And Recently, Frankie and I were just like, why don't people talk about this more openly? Uh, If you've never heard of Financial Peace University, it's by this guy named Dave Ramsey. He's kind of a big deal in the personal development world. And I think just like in general, he helps a lot of people get out of their debt, save for the future, et cetera, et cetera. He's like a big financial guru. So yeah, today I want to do a short, sweet, beautiful episode about the thing that we all want to talk about, but we all are too afraid to talk about. And that is what the Next Level Competent Podcast is all about. So, um, yeah, first, like, like I said, I've never even, I used to never talk about money stuff because it was just too scary. I, I was like, let's talk about anything but this. Or if anything, it'd be like trying to make yourself seem like you have more money than you do. Anyone ever done that? Because you don't want people to know that you might be going in debt or that you put money on your credit card. But don't worry, you're not alone because the average American has $38,000 in credit card debt. And that does not include a home. $38,000 on credit cards. I think the other stat, which I did not write down, is the average American owns at least five credit cards, which makes sense because most people cannot put $38,000 on one credit card. You usually have to buy numerous credit cards to space that out. The other big topic, of course, is student loans and car loans. Those are kind of the big major debts other than your home. So Frankie and I, like I said, we're just going to be so open. And often leaders, what frustrates me is that leaders will share about stuff once they're through it. Um, Like the big, I struggle with this. And now I don't struggle with this anymore. I made it through and I'm better. And you're like, wow, that's really amazing. 
but you never heard about the struggle while they are going through it. And that's something I want to be vulnerable about, about the fact that Frankie and I are currently in debt and we are currently getting out of debt and being very proactive to do so. Um, we're not going to make this a shameful topic because obviously most people are struggling with debt, $38,000 on average. And the more I'm having these conversations within our financial peace university, I'm seeing more and more that people, there are people who are hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand $400,000 in debt, not including their home, just credit cards and student loans. So this is a topic that should be talked about and it shouldn't be embarrassing. It shouldn't be shameful. Um, but what I think is interesting is that our country kind of sets a horrible example for us because our country just continues to go further and further into debt. So this morning, as I was preparing for this podcast, I looked up um, America's debt, which you can Google and you'll actually find an entire debt calculator that is live and you'll watch it grow. So as of 1045 AM on Wednesday, January 15th, 2020, the US national debt was 23 trillion, 185 billion, 371 million, 890,000 and counting. That's, that last number was moving so quickly, I couldn't even count it. Um, yeah, and I also had to prepare to be able to say that because I was like, wait, those are so many commas. Like, where do I, what words go where? Um, so then I decided to take a video and I decided to video for 15 seconds, the debt calculator as it was moving. And in 15 seconds, our country went $469,815 in debt. $469,815. So like, you know, a lot of people want to make six figures in a year or something like that. That's four times that amount in literally 15 seconds. So yeah, I wouldn't say that our government is doing a great job being like, don't have debt. They're like, whatever, screw it. Let's all have debt. Um, yeah. So like I said, $38,000 is the average American debt. Um, and that is according to Northwestern Mutual's 2018 planning and progress study. So I think that like one of the big problems with credit cards in general, and I'm learning more and more about this, is that it's so easy just to swipe it, right? Like you have this piece of plastic and, and I, there's something Dave Ramsey said in a video, Frankie and I watched the other night. It was like, when you have cash, like back in the day, people used cash or they like bartered things, right? and you would switch. So like, if I had money, I would hand you the dollars, they would leave my hands, then if I got food, I'd get the food or whatever. But now the psychology is a little bit messed up because instead what happens is like, you'd run your credit card, you put the piece of plastic back in your wallet and you get the food, you leave nothing with the cashier so you don't ever feel like you're losing anything. So that's part of the psychology of what's going on here and why people end up spending more money than they have. So right now, if you're listening, um, maybe you do have debt, probably, if you're listening to this, maybe you don't, and maybe you just enjoy learning. Thank you for being here. Um, if you have debt, welcome, welcome, welcome. And why should you want to be out of debt? I think that's like the major question. As I got onto this, I'm like, well, if America doesn't care, like as a government, we don't care, and our debt just keeps growing, I, I just feel like maybe sometimes you might think, why does it matter if I put so many things on credit cards? And especially if you're, you know, in your 20s and you're listening to this, 
um, if you, especially if you're like, you don't have kids or anything yet, I think it's even harder, right? Once you have a kid, you might start to think, oh gosh, college, you know, even if they're a brand new baby, you're starting to think about their college, but if you don't have children yet. Sometimes you don't even think about uh, how these finances might affect your child because like children aren't even on your radar, which is fair. Um, and as a caveat, children are not on our radar <laughs> either. But Frank and I just want to be debt free because we're sick of it. We're tired of being in debt. We're tired of living outside of our means. And I don't know. I, I think it's just like kind of the world we live in today where it's just fun is such a big priority and it is nice to have fun, but it's like, oh, like, let's do this. Let's do this. And clothing, like I feel like a lot of my clients I talk to, it's just like clothing is a huge one. Like targeted Instagram ads come up and there's this like really affordable, you know, 15 or $30 pair of workout leggings or something. And it's just so easy, especially now with like iPhones, a lot of times your credit card or debit card, well, probably credit card if we're talking about debt, it's just already plugged into your, into your phone. So then you have your facial recognition. It recognizes the face and then boom, you purchased it. And it's just so easy. And what's funny is like, as Frankie and I have been going through Financial Peace University, basically what they teach the first step in Dave Ramsey's program is to save $1,000. So he says, save $1,000, that's all you need in order to have like stowed away for an emergency. And then the rest of everything in your savings account, or if you don't have, okay, well, hold on, there's two parts. If you don't have $1,000 in your savings, your first thing is to save to $1,000. If you do have $1,000 or more, he actually encourages you to say you have $10,000 in savings. He says you should use your $9,000 to pay off all credit card debt and only leave that thousand. So um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty, what you'll find if you've ever heard of Dave Ramsey or if you've ever heard his program, it's a very strict program, I'm not gonna lie, but it actually feels really good because we're starting to understand where our money is going. Okay, to get back on track, why should you want to be debt-free? I've taken some notes here. Um, so number one, paying your credit cards every month takes away from investing in your future. Plus, the interest rates are ridic, ridiculous. Um, so let's just say this, for example, I came up with a scenario, say you're 27 and you pay off your $38,000 in debt in three years. I mean, that's pretty, pretty aggressive payoff, but also totally doable. Um, cause that's like 12, 13, $13,000 to pay off a year. I think pretty doable for your average human being. Like anyone, this program shows that you can pay off debt way quicker than you ever thought possible. Like Frank and I are getting after it, baby. Um, okay, then from 30 to 67, you put that $500 a month in credit card payments towards your retirement. Okay, so say right now you have $0 towards your retirement. Let's just say that for fun. I hope that's not true. If you are listening right now and you have not saved anything for your future as far as a Roth IRA, a simple IRA, um, a 401k through your, your work. If you are just planning on social security getting you by when you retire, good luck, my friend. Good luck to you. So yeah, that being said, I have an Edward Jones advisor. Um, and so I have a, um, 
IRA set up with my Edward Jones advisor. So this is not an ad for Edward Jones. You can figure it out by yourself, but that's what I did. Um, if you want to intro to my person, I can totally introduce you. Um, that being said, you should be saving for your future right now. But often people can't save for their future right now because they're paying so much towards this debt, right? So um, back to my scenario, you pay off your debt in three years. Then from 30 to 67, you put the $500 payments that you were putting towards your credit card and now you're putting them towards retirement. And let's just say it gives you a 10% return over those 37 years. Historically, the 30 year return of the S&P 500 is roughly 12%. So I'm actually even going a little lower than the normal S&P 500. And um, as a caveat, if you want to figure out this calculator for yourself, there's, you can go on Dave Ramsey's website and actually lots of other websites and you can plug in like how much investment you have now, or if you have zero right now, how much you're gonna start giving. And like start giving something today, no matter what, unless you're paying off debt. In which case they say aggressively pay off your debt and then you can start investing for your future. So, I'm sorry, I'm a little ADD here. But 37 years, $500 a month. When you retire at the age of 67, you would retire with 2 million, $329,914 just from starting at the age of 30. So like start investing some money today so you can be a millionaire when you're 67. Duh. And that's like only 500 bucks. Like right now that, I mean, that could seem like a lot to some people, but as you get older, you know, you start to make more money, 500 bucks a month, especially when you aren't paying for any credit cards. Like if you have paid for everything, um, you can pay your $500 easily towards your future. So that is the number one reason why you should want to be debt-free is so that you can be a millionaire by the time that you are ready to retire, maybe even earlier if you want. Um, and like I said, that doesn't even include your social security. So you would actually have more than $2 million. Um, okay, number two, reduce stress. We all know that debt causes stress to some degree. Um, or, you know, student loans, I know like I personally don't have student loans and neither does Frankie, we paid ours off. Um, so that is a def, that's definitely a whole other ball game. Um, what was I gonna say in regards to that? But it's still doable to pay over your monthly payment. So that way you pay quicker. I'll give some ideas for that in a moment. Number three, reduce the number of bills you pay. Just efficient. If you own five credit cards, you're having to pay hundred bucks to each one each month. That's inefficient. Even if you have them on auto pay, whatever, no need. Number four, own your assets. So both Rachel, like when I went to the Rachel Hollis conference a couple months ago, she said, I move at the speed of cash. And that one hit home for me because sometimes I've been like, well, be fine there's an abundance of money and I do believe that there is an abundance but sometimes I've had such an abundance mindset when it comes to money that I ended up putting more on a credit card thinking I would get money back quicker etc etc living outside my means and I love that she said I move at the speed of cash and that's what Dave Ramsey says too so she might have stolen it from him or him from her huh no I'm just joking 
probably not that way. Um, I move at the speed of cash. So, I mean, really and truly what, what Dave Ramsey is talking about is literally even like buying your cars in cash, buying like anything. If you want something, you save for it and then you buy it. Or, um, I don't know. And you guys, to be honest, I'm only two weeks into this financial peace university thing. So I am not a financial guru. I am just sharing my experience and how passionate I am about just letting people know and starting the conversation about how to get out of debt. That's all it is. Um, I want to empower you to know that you can do this no matter where you're at, no matter how much debt you have. Um, yeah, not a guru, not a guru, just here to encourage you. Um, and then the last reason there's 5,000 more, but the last on my list is credit cards can encourage you to spend more than you can afford. Like we've already talked about. So what financial peace university has you do week number two, which Frankie and I just did is cut up your credit cards, literally scissors on the credit cards, chop, chop, sip, sip. It was kind of crazy feeling my chase one, my sapphire, whatever. It's like such a nice titanium feeling. It's like such a heavy, hefty card. I love the feeling of it. Cutting through that sucker. Gosh, we had those uh, Cutco knives. Luckily, gosh, I don't know, but regular, you might want to invest in a Cutco knife before you go through this program so you can actually get through your, your uh, titanium credit cards. Anyway, I digress. Um, so the things that we're doing right now, basically for Frankie and I, we're both very much in sales. So uh, our income can fluctuate a lot. And what we're doing is we're creating a base pay um, across our incomes that will cover all of our normal stuff. That way, all of our extra sales can go directly towards our debt. So we are paying it off very aggressively. On top of that, some of the other things they encourage is getting a side hustle, selling a lot of things in your home. Like people who are really serious about this thing, they are literally selling their furniture. We watched a video the other day. They were selling their furniture. I mean... That's, that's intense. Uh, Dave Ramsey talks about being intense, like a gazelle, gazelle intensity. He's like, there's this psychological thing called the snowball effect. So once you start paying off your debt, he encourages you to pay off your smallest credit card or your smallest debt first, and then your next smallest and then the next, and you leave the biggest for last. So that way you get like a little win, a little win, a little win, a little win. And then you keep getting more and more wins and you get this momentum. And like people, who have done this financial peace university thing have paid off literally like 200 or $300,000 of debt within three or four years, which is crazy. But when you have gazelle intensity, you can do anything. So yeah. Hi friends. I wanted to tell you about this new thing I just launched. It's called the confidence workshop. The confidence workshop is a women's only leadership training for the ladies of corporate America. And you guys, it's honestly going to revolutionize the workplace. What is the purpose of this workshop? You may be scratching your head, pondering deeply to yourself. <laughs> the Confidence Workshop is created to harness a unified company vision, build authentic relationships within the workplace, and give practical tools to support women in showing up powerfully every single day. Hand clap emojis. So... If you know of a company or event that would be perfect for this workshop, please head on over to our website, JanelleNA.com, and submit your request today. 
Thanks, and I can't wait to hear from you. Here are three fun, interesting facts that Frankie and I have learned since starting Financial Peace University. Number one, FICO score. I have always wanted to have a really awesome FICO store, score. I was like, duh, I want a good FICO score. What am I, not an American? I am definitely getting a good FICO score. And it turns out, as Dave Ramsey explains it, and it'd be interesting for you guys to Google this and find it, he actually explains how the FICO score is total BS. Who knew? But basically it's like the bank's way of getting you to get yourself into credit and then pay off the credit and then get yourself into more credit and pay off credit. And there are people who are like crazy in debt, but have awesome FICO scores because they keep getting into debt and then like paying it back little by little by little, because at least you're paying your bare minimum payment or whatever. I never thought of it like that. It's kind of crazy when you realize the systems that are set in place by, you know, big brother or whoever you want to call it, that are like, you've always believed in it because that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same crushed it um <laughs> no but yeah he basically is like you don't need a FICO score and he explains why I'm not going to try to explain it but start to plant that little seed in your brain FICO score being something that was literally just taught to us so that they can make us put more money on a credit card okay number two fun fact this is like uh, actually a series of fun facts um about millionaires okay 79% of millionaires did not receive any money from inheritance. That's so good to know. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad to know that, you know, I mean, mom, dad, if you want to give me millions of dollars, I'll receive that, please. But um, no, for real, 79% of millionaires did not receive money from their inheritance, which means they made it themselves. Um, the average time spent building that money 28 years, 28 years to build their millionaire life. So yeah, we all want that instant success. I don't know if you saw my Instagram post the other day about how I used to pay for followers on Instagram and now I'm paying for it because those followers, those paid ones, they, they're falling away. My number goes down all the time. And I'm like, wow, I guess that's what happens when you pay for followers. They're you know, not the best legit followers, not a good community, it's fake, it's overnight success. Same with your money. It takes time to build money. So don't, just cause you like, don't have a million dollar app idea and you're like, gosh, the lottery, hopefully I can win the lottery. Like, no, just get a handle on your freaking finances right now. Um, the top five professions of these millionaires, millionaires blah, 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 are engineers, accountants, teachers, management positions, and attorneys. Did you guys hear teachers, by the way? We might just get a little holla hoop for the teachers in the house. I don't know why I keep turning into a black woman over here, but whatever, works for me. Um, so that just goes to show you don't have to make like so much money just to be able to be a millionaire one year. If you invest your money properly now and take the slow, steady route, AKA 28 years on average, you too can have lots of money. It's called being smart with your money now. Um, one third of these people in this study of millionaires never made six figures 
any year of their life. Freaking mind blown, what? They never made six figures any year of their life, which makes sense because most teachers don't make six figures. So this just goes to show you do not need to be making crazy amounts of money to A, pay off debt, or B, accumulate wealth over time. Lastly, eight out of 10 millionaires invest in their company's 401k. So I would think if you're listening, I, I should make these assumptions. I would think that you have invested in your 401k, especially because most companies match like three, 4% or something. So you were like missing out on free cash money. But if you're not, go to the office tomorrow or email immediately and let them know you want to get signed up for that. Because you will hardly even notice that money gone. They'll just take it out of your paycheck. Um, the last thing that I was going to read to you was a quote by Chris Hogan on phone. And I'm looking around and I don't even see my phone. So let me go find my phone. Hold on, please. I found it. It was, it was in my pocket the whole time. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> forgot to prepare for this part. Anyone in America can build wealth. The only thing holding you back is you. Get out of debt, save consistently, keep your spending in check. Let time and compound interest do their magic. If you're willing to work hard and keep the long-term goal in mind, you'll reach the million dollar milestone. Chris Hogan, friends. So what are some practical takeaways? I'd like to, I always like to give practical takeaways. Allow me to give these to you now. Number one, I would go ahead and download the app called Every Dollar. Every Dollar. It's free. Um, I think there's a paid version. There always is. But this one is free, and you'll put your incomes in there. And here's the, here's the thing. Let's think about like the gym or eating healthy. It's never fun when you get started. It's, there's, oh, there's a verse that actually Dave Ramsey shares in the program. It's like, no discipline is fun at the time, but gosh, I wish I knew that verse by heart. My dad would know it by heart. Um, needless to say, no discipline is fun at the time, but it makes you a badass over time being disciplined. I think that's what the Bible says, basically. <laughs> JK. Um, so just know that when you first get started on this, A, I would highly recommend if you are in debt and you're trying to get out, really and truly don't try to do this alone. If you're married, you, obviously you should do it with your partner, I would think. And if you're single, you can still do it. You don't need to have a partner, but maybe you could do it with a friend. I would really encourage you to buy the Financial Peace University class, the course, it's online, but you can find a, once you sign up for the course online, you can get a free meetup in your area there was like hundreds in the denver area so every monday we go to our meetup and it's just helpful like because it holds us accountable to doing the course online so for example we know our courses or our classes on monday so on sundays we'll watch the videos and we'll like do the tasks that you're supposed to do to prepare for monday but if we didn't have that in meeting person on monday we might end up not wanting to do that on sunday night because ice cream and chilling Am I right? Um, so yeah, I would say that would be my number one piece of advice because if you, if you really want to get out of debt, you just 
I, I don't know. I feel like you need direction because if you're still in debt, I'll just say it. Frank and I for the longest time would be like, we're going to get out of debt. We're going to be out of debt. We're going to be out of debt. Um, we would talk a really big talk about it. But unfortunately, we often were not doing the action steps necessary in order to actually, actually, actually be debt free. So this is our way of being like, okay, you know what? We try to do it our way. We try to do it alone. We tried our like little half, no, I try not to cuss, the half butt attempt. <laughs> we tried that and it didn't work. So now we're going the intense way and we are so excited because we're really getting a handle on our finances and it feels so good. So you can download that app, play around with it. But right now what we're doing, literally, we got rid of all our credit cards, right? So we have one, well, that's my business, my business debit card. We have one debit card that we are using for our household. And every time we run that card, we immediately plug it into this app and we put it into a certain category. So we know where our money is going. And it's crazy when you start to see how much, and like now I'm checking out before because we had like five different accounts. I, I wouldn't even really necessarily check all. It's like, you know, you might have something pulling out of one account and then auto withdraft out of a different account. When you get rid of all those, then you start to notice what actually is coming out. And we're catching, like we had this weird $40 charge uh, from PayPal. And I was like, what is this? And he's like, I've never even heard of that. So we think it's a fraudulent account. So uh, we're, you know, we're calling the bank to get that money back. Before we seriously would not have maybe even noticed that random $40 go missing out of the account because like we were so just not paying attention. So we're so pumped to be paying attention to our money. I think that's where it really starts. So I'm just going to keep being open and honest about our journey of getting debt free. And I want to encourage you to think about it, to get started on it, to do something about it instead of just assuming that you have to be in this type of debt for years and years and years and years. There's a way to get debt-free quicker than you think. There is gazelle intensity involved, and it's worth it because it feels good. It feels good to know where your finances are. It feels good to have a true budget. It feels good to actually stick to a budget instead of just making it and then not, not doing it. So in, in ending, in closing, I had a few people on Instagram reach out about um, financial things that they wanted me to talk about, so I'm going to pull that up. So I, what I asked was, what are some of your biggest fears around money? I had one response from a gal, Hannah, and she said, not having enough, not having enough. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of us feel like we're not having enough. Um, to that, I would say a few things. One mindset. One of my favorite books on money mindset is think and grow rich. And another one is you are badass at making money. And both of those will talk about the abundance of money and, and really coming from even a faith perspective, God provides, he's always going to provide. So, um, you know, Hannah, for you, I would say, if you feel like you don't have enough, A, uh, I would do the financial piece and see where your money's actually going, see how, see how you're actually spending money. And then if you really do have a great handle on your finances and you're doing a great job like budgeting and all this stuff, but you're still cutting short, then it's a self-worth conversation of saying, what am I worth? Like, why am I working this job that's not paying me enough? Um, it might be your dream job, but if it's, not, if it's not able to pay even like a medium comfortable lifestyle, then you might need a different job. You might need to ask for a raise. You might need, 
I suppose if you love, 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 love your job, you could do something on the side that would help you make money as well. Um, but just know there is an abundance, even though it might feel like you don't have enough, there is enough, there is enough. And so it's a two part thing. One, abundance mindset. Two, know where your money's going. Make sure your budget is on point. Uh, the next one is from Athena. The realness of student loans. I think we've already talked about that. Once again, for anyone who has student loans, I'm not a financial guru, so I'm not gonna sit here and tell you how to pay off your student loans. I didn't have that many. I was really blessed. I paid those off within two years. I did pay like five or six times the payment each month. Um, but I would say go through Financial Peace University if you're serious about getting rid of your, your student loans a lot quicker than they're saying you should. And obviously, as everyone knows, pay above the minimum start selling stuff. Like I was, I think I said that earlier, like sell stuff in your home that you're not using. Um, so that way you can put all that towards the debt. Um, another one is from Kristen and she says needs versus wants. And I think that's a good point. Like needs versus wants. If you have debt where we're at right now is like, we're not doing any clothing shopping for the next three months. We are cutting out like a lot of things. We're still doing our date night every week, which I think we've allocated, I can't remember if we said 50 or $60 a week for our date night, but otherwise we will not eat out a single time other than that. Um, and then as far as coffee, one latte per week right now. So that for me, that's seven bucks because that's how freaking expensive lattes are these days, apparently. Apparently, I'm just joking. Um, so yeah, I have $7 a week. Frankie does too. He buys black coffees. He's way lucky because he could buy two or three black coffees, whereas I hate black coffee, so I would want to buy my almond milk latte with two pumps of caramel or hazelnut. And uh, so I probably get one like latte out a week. So I think it's just, if you have debt, once again, I really think you should go through this program if you have an amount of debt that you, you haven't been actually paying off. I know I've said that a lot of times, but I would really recommend Financial Peace because we're friggin' on fire right now for paying off our debt. And we have never been on fire like this before. And it is getting us gazelle intensity. So needs versus wants. If you're living outside your life, then there's probably too many wants that are happening. And what Frankie and I are excited about is when we pay off our debt and we are debt-free and then living within our means, then we'll feel more freedom because we'll actually be budgeting for vacations and we'll be budgeting for you know eating out more. So of course, at some point, we're going to eat out more. At some point, we're going to have more lattes but it's gonna take time and we wanna go really strict first before we start to allow ourselves to have more of that freedom because all of our excess cash is going towards debt right now. So I hope that answered the question of needs first once. I would just say also, if you're not, you don't have any debt and uh, you don't, you're not putting too much money into a, you know, like I said, Roth IRA, 401k, something like that, definitely look at how much money you're putting into that, but then the calculator, figure out how many millions of dollars you're gonna have when you retire it's important for you to know how you're saving for your future. Okay, in closing, I have a few motivational quotes that I have pulled up from my two favorite financial gurus. One is Dave Ramsey, and two is Jen Sincero, who writes, you are badass making money. They're both a little bit different, but I really like both their stuff together because one is very strict, and then one is a little more abundance mindset, and I think you can do both at the same time. So this is Dave Ramsey. If you will live like no one else, later you can live like no one else. What does he mean by that? 
if right now you work hard, you save more money, you pay off your debt later on, you'll have all that money and you'll live like no one else. You'll be able to do lots of cool stuff and have a nicer car or whatever, like whatever you want right now, you'll want, you'll get it down the road. If all the Joneses, all the broke people think you are cool, you are headed the wrong way. If they think you're crazy, you're probably on track. Wow. I wonder if you guys think I'm crazy right now. <laughs> probably. Oh, this is a quote I learned at a personal development conference. Short-term sad face, long-term happy face. When I was going to quit my job at Fit Athletic Club, the gym I worked at in San Diego, to launch my company, coming up on two years ago now, I remember him saying at the conference, short-term sad face, long-term happy face. In reverse, he says, short-term happy face, long-term sad face. Yes, I know this sounds a little cheesy and a little kid-like, but just think about it for a moment. It's kind of like living hard right now, like right now, Frankie and I being so strict and being like, we're not hardly eating out, we're hardly having our coffee that we're used to, we're hardly traveling like we're used to, we are cutting back, we are selling our random crap around the house we don't need anymore. Short-term sad face, long-term happy face. Same with the job. You can stay in a job you hate, and for now, feel really good, short-term happy face. If you keep staying in that job, you cannot stand, not that I couldn't stand my job, but I really wanted to launch this company. Um, if you keep putting off doing the thing you really want to do, and you keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, ultimately, one day, you're gonna wake up pretty upset with yourself. You're gonna have regret that you didn't do it sooner. And that brings me to Jen Sincero's quote, which says, procrastination, is one of those popular forms of self-sabotage because it's really easy. So if you're listening to this right now and any of it has resonated with you about getting debt-free, don't procrastinate. You've put it off long enough. Seriously, put it off long enough. Take care of it. Take care of it now. Do something about it. Do something different because what you're doing right now isn't working. So if it's not working, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting to get different results. At the end of the day, you might need support in this area. And I'm not even talking about myself because I'm not a financial guru, nor a financial coach, nor a financial nothing. I am a brand new financial seeker, a financial interester. Uh, I don't even know. But nothing that can truly, I mean, I'm helping you by starting the conversation. I will help you in any way I can, but do not take any of this advice, take it to a lawyer or anything, because I'm not, not liable for your finances or something. I don't know what I'm supposed to say there. Okay, so procrastination is one of the most popular forms of self-sabotage because it's really easy. Do not procrastinate. Whatever it is, do not procrastinate. I know it all sucks. I know creating a budget sucks and actually sticking to it sucks and getting financial help sucks. Talking about money sucks. And me six months ago, I would have never talked about any of this on a podcast. But here I am. New year, new me. Just joking. But really, it, it really is cool to have this conversation. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope this has been some good nuggets for you. Please reach out if you have questions. And I hope, yeah, I hope this was valuable. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.